the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women. Jessica Peck is with us today. She's an expert on teen health and teenagers. So if you are a parent of a teenager today, this show is for you. She's a doctor from Baylor. She's also a nurse practitioner, pediatrician, and she's a mom of four teenagers. Her new book is Behind Closed Doors. She's going to help us walk through signs of suicide, all the hot button issues that all of our teenagers face. Uh, Listen in to this conversation with Jessica Peck. We know that families with faith traditions have teens who are less likely to engage in risk-taking behaviors. And the best way that you can influence your teen's faith is to make your own faith authentic. Teens value authenticity so much. And if they see that authentically living out in your life, that it's everything to you, they are going to adopt that too. And that's going to be their best hope for a way forward out of whatever challenging scenario that this is. And I think as we walk through that, you have to acknowledge that often these aren't things you can sweep under the rug. This Mm -hmm. is a significant trauma, and you may need counseling. You may need um, a psychologist to walk alongside you to address that trauma. But the good news is when teens have brains that are very easily rewired and they're neuroplastic, and so if we have the courage to have those interventions early, you're really setting your teen up for a meaningful recovery. Mm, those are such wonderful and helpful tips. Uh, what are some of the signs of suicide or the signs? What's the, I, I guess to me, I, I wonder, what's the sign that would let a parent be alerted that this is not just normal depression or normal mm-hmm. blues that a kid might get, but it's that we're actually heading toward suicide? That is a great question, Jennifer, and that's something I, you know, I dive into detail in every single chapter. When do you know when to make an appointment? But across the board, the answer to that is when it's impacting your daily life. If this is something that you're talking about, that you are intervening for every single day, if you're having to modify your child's schedule, if you're not able to carry out your family plans like you plan to do, if your child is unable to go to school, to uh, communicate with their friends, if they're struggling academically, if they're struggling relationally, and this is just kind of hijacking your everyday conversation, that is a very clear sign that you need to do something about it. And so many times when I see patients who come into the clinic, it's, it's been going on for months and months and months. Mm. And usually they'll say, I'm worried. Is this the flu? Is it mono? Which, of course, we're going to check for all of those things and make sure that it's not something really scary. A lot of parents fear cancer. But many times it, the signs of mental health are physical. Depression literally hurts your body and anxiety hijacks your emotion. And disordered eating hides and 
it, it will come on over time. So I would say to the parent who is thinking, if that thought crosses your mind, like maybe this is something, then you should just go get it checked, just like you would get your baby's ears checked when they were when they were little, and just treat it with that amount of normalcy. Just treat it as hey, this is a warning sign your body's giving us that something isn't right. Now, a lot of parents are afraid to come into a healthcare provider because they think we're going to pressure them to take a prescription or that we're going to label their child with a mm-hmm. mental health condition. But the truth is that anxiety and depression are extremely common. They're the most common causes of teen disability. And medication is not first-line therapy for either one of those. Most of the time, we can manage those with something we call cognitive behavioral therapy or counseling. Just counseling sometimes is as simple as you know, having support, increasing your communication techniques, Maybe it's even, you know, getting more in the sunshine and taking walks and hugging puppies. You know, there's sometimes it's things that are simple as that. And then sometimes those things are more complex. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't let the fear of that. And that's one of the things I tried to do in Behind Closed Doors is to really um, demystify that healthcare environment and tell a parent exactly what that visit will look like mm. and what they can expect before they go. Oh, that's so helpful. Uh, Jessica Peck, Behind Closed Doors. I I like your tagline, Dr. Nurse Mama. (laughs) That's really good. Uh, You know, you have your doctor. I am a little bit Southern. You're a little bit of all of it. Um, I I guess I have a couple other questions. You know, you you go deep in here talking about sex, sexting, even as far as gender identity. And I was talking recently with a, a mother and she was explaining that the school rules have changed to the point that if a child has questions about their identity or their gender or any of those things that the that information is actually could be kept from the parents mm-hmm. do you know anything about that is that is that the case and if so how do we combat the you know if you don't know what's been said and, and mm-hmm. how do we talk to them about such big issues such a good question, Jennifer. And yes, that is true. That is going on in mm. school districts across the country. And this just emphasizes the need to have open conversations with your teens at home. Because if you're not alerted to the things that happen, you can't respond appropriately. And so we need to open the door to conversation. And, and something like gender identity is, is very, um, is a very emotional topic. The most recent statistics and Gallup tell us that about 11% of Gen Z identifies as something that's gender nonconforming, gender diverse, other than biological male or female. And so what that tells us is that most parents, about 89% of parents, will not experience their child disclosing to them that they are gender nonconforming, but most parents will experience someone in their social circle who is. And so I see, you know, teens often will handle this better than we do as parents. And it's definitely something that we should talk about. But the honest truth is I see things like the statistics I have in my book are that 55% of kids will 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 have sexual intercourse before they graduate Mm. from high school. And almost 80% of kids will try vaping. And so some of these other health threats are much more real and present. And so we definitely should be having conversations, those difficult conversations about gender, but also not let it um, hide the reality of the other threats that are really 
real and present that we feel somehow immune to. Mm. I didn't realize the percentages were so high uh, for sex during high school. That's a pretty, did you say 55%? 55 percent. Yes, those are uh, numbers from the youth risk behavior survey that we look at for, and those are self-reported numbers, so they may even be higher. And I can tell you that that really does reflect what I see in clinical practice. And one of the reasons why I just have this heart behind this message to know, I know that parents are struggling with these more than we think that they are. And so I really want to reach out with compassion and grace and empathy so that we can lead with courage and talk about those things. And I, you know, I see in my own kids' lives, um, you know, that obviously my family is not perfect. My kids aren't perfect. Our relationship isn't perfect. We do have Mm -hmm. conflict. But there have been so many times where I will come home and I'll find a, a random teenager sitting in a chair in my office that my kids have brought home said, you need to talk to my mom, Mm. and I'm able to connect that teen to their parent. But a lot of times, you know, the the teens care so much about what your parents think of you. They don't want to tell them these things because they really do care and they don't want to disappoint you. So I think just having these ongoing conversations really does open the door. And there's so many times where my kids will come and say, I have an awkward question. And Oh boy, do they. I mean, imagine being the kid whose mom comes to your school and talks about <laughs> sex. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's so, uh, but, but they'll tell me that the biggest, the, the biggest compliment that they'll give me is they'll tell me, no, mom, these things are really happening. And I mean, my kids go to a Christian school and these things are happening in their school and they feel empowered to respond. They feel like they have credible knowledge and that they can make confident decisions uh, based on that. You know, what What do you say to that parent who they've done everything by the book, so to speak, and they have this beautiful home and a great kids, but the the kids that are surrounding their teenager are pressuring their teenager constantly, and it's just a matter of time until they cave to one of those pressures. How do you encourage that parent? I would say to really to that parent, your child is beautifully and wonderfully created by God and they have hope for their future. And I would say to that parent, look back in your own life and see the struggles that you've had, see the mistakes that you've made, those things that all of us, you know, wish that we could erase from our lives. And sometimes looking backwards like that, even if it's not the same struggle, it can give you hope, you know, going forward to looking at your kid. And the other thing I would say is don't give up hope. Uh, you know, I, I prayed for 20 years for my relationship with my brothers and sisters to be restored, and God answered that mm. prayer. But it was 20 years in the making. And I look back at that, and I sometimes I would think, you know, I wish that I wish that it had been sooner, or why did I have to go through that? But I see that God uses those seasons to strengthen us and to give us skills and experience and compassion that we don't even know we need in that moment. And you just see one tiny little corner, but God sees the whole tapestry. God sees the end of the story. And now being at this point in my life, I can step back and I can see that story. And he is so good in that way to let me see the ending to some of those things, you know, or the beginning to some of those things, thinking, this is why this happened. This is why this person came into your life. 
this is how I'm going to use this. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.